Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. PodCraft is the show all about podcasting, helping you to create a successful show. I'm Colin Gray, your host as always, with my uh, trusty co-host, Matthew. How are you doing, Matthew? Thought you'd messed that up there, but you ploughed on. I know. Uh, just a couple of symbols, <laughs> if I'm being super critical. Uh, we, uh, funnily enough, yeah, I'm doing good. We Speaking of being super critical, it's yeah. been good fun. Recently, we've been doing some uh, of the very seriously named podcast health, health checks check, in yeah. our membership site, the Podcast Host Academy. Indeed, good um, nice. So it's uh, <laughs> it's been good. We've been listening to the intros and outros of yeah. um, the various members in the academy who've submitted their shows. Yeah. So we listen to like a couple of minutes at the start and end, and a couple of minutes in the middle too. And always find myself saying, hey, you know, I'm being super critical here, but uh, <laughs> judging the intros and outros. But I thought I'd continue that and uh, judge you. So now you've been you. super critical of mine, yeah. Well, I, you're right. I uh, I paused there, didn't I? I almost screwed it up. Yeah, but, but you yeah. kept going. Kept going, yeah. Well, you can cut out that gap, so maybe the listener won't hear that. Yeah, I'll just sound like a complete idiot, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Uh, this episode of Podcraft, part of season 12, isn't it? I, sure I, I, every single time I pause before I say that in this season. Um, and we're going deep on a few of the uh, the more theoretical blog posts. Some of the more theoretical, popular blog posts on thepodcasthost.com. This time around, we're going to go into interview questions. So we're going to go into what makes for a great interview question. What types of interview questions should you use on your show? How do you formulate good questions? Do you research them in advance? Do you send them to your interviewees in advance? We'll go into all of that on this episode. That sound all right, Matthew? Yeah, before we start, Colin, could you tell me a bit about yourself? Uh, no. <laughs> is that one of your favourite questions in <laughs> podcast interviews? That is a horrible, horrible interview question. Um, yeah, and we'll go into that exact thing in just a minute, won't we? Uh, quick mention for the Podcast Host Academy before we drop in. Uh, the Podcast Host Academy is our coaching, our courses, everywhere that you can access us to get your personal podcasting questions answered. We do live coaching every couple of weeks. We have a whole bunch of courses in there from launching your show to interview skills for interview questions. Eh? Uh, we'll maybe go into that a wee bit more later on. But yeah, get it at thepodcasthost.com forward slash academy if you want to check out more details. So yeah, how do you start? <laughs> Tell me about yourself. No. <laughs> Yes. Um, do you know what, Isley? Let's let's just quickly say before this. So this is about interview questions. Um, the article, we've got a full article on this. If you want to go over and get the details, go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash questions as a short link to get straight to this article. And just because everybody, people always ask, one of the most popular articles on the on the site as well as around recording if you want to go to recording interviews like how to record a good interview pop over to that article thepodcasthost.com forward slash questions you'll see a link in the first paragraph which takes you to how to record an interview because i wasn't smart enough to set up a short link for that one first <laughs> some things never change so it's a two click so it's a two click but yeah there's we've got a full uh, article on how to record as well and this really this episode's all about what to ask how to prep all that stuff so yeah how do you start like why why should we not ask people to tell, tell them about ourselves tell them about ourselves tell us about themselves yeah it's just it's far too open isn't it yeah. like it, there's a number of different reasons uh it doesn't give the person any direction so like 
you know, if you if you're interviewing like somebody with vast experience in multiple fields, and suddenly they're telling you maybe about like their childhood and stuff like that, yeah. it's it's just completely unnecessary, isn't totally. it? Totally, yeah. That's exactly it. It just it can send them off completely the wrong path, can't it? And it gives them con- the thing for me is it gives over control of your show. Mm-hmm. Like you're not you're not putting any boundaries down. You're not giving any guidance. You're just saying. Hi there. Thanks for coming on my show. Uh, do you want to just like talk for five minutes, ten yeah. minutes, even twenty minutes? Uh, you know, however long you like about <laughs> whatever you like, really. Um, you know, you know your childhood. Like you say, yeah. Got any? I mean, sell some stuff to my listeners, whether they like it or not. Oh yeah, just just go for it. <laughs> and I mean, so you'll get like you will get the ones the responses to that that are the huge long winded yeah, directionalist. Yeah. You know, they're pretty much their entire life story. Then you'll maybe get some folks that have this really rehearsed salesy. Yeah, totally. Like it, it, either of those just add no value yeah. to your to your episodes, yes, do they? Exactly. Yeah. So instead, what do we do? You can. What I've done in the past is to like do a quick introduction based on maybe their bio on their website but not just read that out like i'll kind of do that in my own words and i want to tell the listener why this person's on and what what we're going to cover because you know if you just say you know such and such as a an author or whatever it's like the listener's just going to automatically think right okay they want to sell me the book yeah Uh, and you know that might be part of it that might be part of why they're on but you've also got them on because like they have some insights and knowledge that the listener's going to benefit from otherwise you you shouldn't have them on (laughs) exactly i mean yeah i like to do do you know there's some people i i was going to say i like to do a good bit of prep before an interview uh there's a lot of people argue against that or maybe not a lot but there's people that argue against that because they like to they say they claim they like to go into an interview in the same position as the listener you know like it's it's totally it's just that's a lazy lazy answer like i like to go in not knowing anything about this person so that i'll ask the same questions my listener does but it's just it's just unprepared it's just Mm -hmm. yeah winging it um, very, very rare people can get away with that. Like, I think that's Mark Maron's. Like, Mark Maron has said that before, and he does good interviews anyway, but that is because he's just got ridiculously good yeah. at just getting straight to the insightful bits. But most people that do that approach, they end up rambling for 20 minutes until they find something unique. Mm-hmm. So instead, do your prep, spend even just 15, 20 minutes learning about, like you say, Matthew, the, the bio Find out more about their bio, but do a wee bit more research. Look at their social media, that kind of stuff. Find out what they're interested in just now. Give a 30-second or even a minute introduction while the interviewee's on the line. And I know this is kind of controversial too. I know some people say you should do that ahead of time or or afterwards because you're you're almost wasting your interviewee's time on the phone by giving a 30-second or a minute introduction. But I think it's valuable for the interviewee to hear that introduction because it means that you tell their bullet point stuff. You know, you tell their backstory a little bit. You tell the bits that you know your listeners will be interested in and then they don't feel the need to. Mm-hmm. They won't repeat those things that everyone knows because they've been on a dozen podcasts already. So so do that prep. Get that like bullet point stuff background out of the way in the first minute and then go into one specific thing. Pick out one specific thing about that background that you'd like to know a little bit more about and you know your, your listeners are interested in. Mm-hmm. That's how I tend to try and do it anyway. And I guess, again, going back to this um, fictional author that I've created, (laughs) uh, if they're getting on and they are, you know, gagging to mention their book, 
you could say in the in the intro that you know the, they do have this new book and we're yeah. going to talk about that a bit later on but yes. first so yeah, that yeah. puts them at ease you know yeah. the, the book we will chat about totally. it. it's just they're not coming on yeah i've got it it's on amazon it's uh, 9.99 yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah just um start up front with a bit of value for your listener yeah I guess. exactly yeah yeah i mean i think this of the core stuff is around their their topic, isn't it? So starting with, you know, if you're if you're running a show, say you're running like the classic example of a a, a small business show, um, and you've got someone on to talk about podcasting, for example, uh, you say, "Tell me about podcasting. What is podcasting? Like, do something relatively specific. Like, what is the strength of podcasting? Like, why is podcasting better than blogging, video? Why should people be looking at it? That kind of thing." Um, so, I mean, you can go relative, I think that's relatively general, but you're still picking a specific area of the topic and giving the person a bit of leeway to start talking around the topic. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way to start? Yeah, because you're, you're trying to direct it a bit. Like if, if somebody, you know, if they just say to you, so what about podcasting then, you know, what's good about it? And that is, you, you know, you can go off on some sort of rehearsed spiel about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember like years and years ago, I had this job interview and uh, I'd had like a couple of job interviews at the time. I know they're not like podcast interviews, but th- there was clearly some prep had went into them. And then I went for this one, and this guy just sat down and went, "So why should I give you the job?" <laughs> and I was a bit like, "I don't know. I don't know where to go with this. Like, there's just so much I could." Yeah, um, just and so you open. end up just throwing like loads of yeah garbage at them and hope that something was yeah, good yeah enough. totally. Um, Aye. Yeah, and that's exactly it with interviewees. They just start throwing things at you, hoping that that's what fits. Yeah. Or they're guessing. They don't know your listeners, so they don't know exactly what to talk about. Um, I find with, you know, we've got this in the article too, like around the, the idea around um, almost going to the negatives um, just to get people started, to get them a bit passionate about things. Because, you know, if I was to say something like, um, so Matthew, um, I mean, I've heard that, you know, I've heard that nobody really listens to podcasts. They're a bit kind of niche, aren't they? Is that true? And then you would go, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're, all, you're doing that devil's advocate thing. It's almost, yeah. I mean, you've got to be careful with this, but it's like, yeah, it's kind of a, a way to get them fired up a little bit, to just trigger them just a touch, to mm-hmm. get them a wee bit more passionate about something, to get to get them really into the interview a wee bit more, to get them out of the, the usual rut that interviews often fall into, I think. Yeah, because I suppose like looking at the flip side of the coin there, you could do the the sort of almost best pals approach of saying, Colin, I've heard people say that, you know, podcasting is, is rubbish and nobody listens to it. But that's not true, is it? You yeah. know, like, oh, yeah. I'm pandering to you. But, it, yeah. you know, if I just left it at that, I've heard it said, then yeah. It, yeah. it's up to you then to defend the, yeah. the position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's other positive ways to do it as well. So like um, common myths is a nice one as well. Like what are, the, what are the common myths around podcasting? Like what do people believe about podcasting that really just isn't true? Or even bring some of them up. Like here's a few common myths I've heard. Like I'm sure this is not true, but can you tell me why it's not true? That kind of thing. And at mm. least it's putting a, a positive spin on maybe a, a slightly negative thing. Have people you heard people use why do people fail quite a bit as well? Mm-hmm. Like so, let's start with you know let's start with getting some of the biggest struggles out of the way, the biggest barriers out of the way. Why do people tend to fail in podcasting? You know that, that kind of thing, and that that can often trigger sort of good passionate responses as well. I find yeah. around a topic. Um, anything else around that just kind of getting kicked off in the topic do you think one thing I think and this is 
maybe more a question for like the end of an interview, but one thing I used to ask when I was doing a lot of interviews for the audio drama production podcast and I'd get some sort of top level audio drama producers. Yeah. And I knew our audience were all folks like me who were like aspiring audio drama creators at quite an early stage in their journey, but had been doing stuff and, you know, muddling along. So I'd always say like to somebody, you know, like Dirk Mags or Casey Whelan, I'd, I'd say for anyone listening right now who's just starting out and, you know, they're, they're maybe just writing their first few scripts and stuff, what bit of advice have you got for them? Yeah. And people always got feedback on, like, that folk loved that, those questions yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're hearing that and thinking, oh, the presenter has asked this just for me, yeah. but in fact you've asked it for, like, the vast majority of yeah. your audience. Yeah. So yeah. just relating that to, you know, the, the person listening out there who yeah. is really struggling with this, what, would, yeah. what advice would you give to them? Yeah. And I, I think that resonates with your, with your yeah, listeners totally. it's all about knowing your audience yeah yeah exactly yeah if you know the pains that they've got and you ask them of the the interviewee the listener goes oh my goodness i was just thinking that that was in my head <laughs> um what about the the more personal so that's the topic do you when you're doing interviews do you tend to go into more personal stuff like background like do you think where, where's the context that that's good and where's it bad i think I don't, I've never made a point to do that, but if something interesting comes up, like, um, again, like, you know, if I'm speaking to somebody and they were, they just happened to mention you, and then I was in jail for 20 years, I might, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, I don't know if you'd want to go there, but yeah. if somebody said something that was quite like, you know, I went and um, lived on a desert island for 10 years, yeah. I, I probably would ask a follow-up question on that and say, could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, and yeah. worst case scenario, I'd just edit it out, but yeah, yeah. if, if, if a little thing comes up that might be quite interesting, yeah, by all means, yeah. sort of dive in. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a point of you know, do you have any pets or that? If it's just not, <laughs> not relevant. So. I think there's a there's a place for both, isn't it? I think it depends a lot on the type of show that you run. I think that there's definitely a place for quite practical, <clears throat> quite practical, non personal, um, just a topic based podcast. Like you keep your show down to ten or fifteen minutes. It really just focuses just on the topic at hand. We're we're bringing this person on for their expertise and nothing more. And people just get in and out. They get someone to learn, and they get you know they go and do it. Whereas if you're running a 30, 45 minute show whereby people are willing to spend a bit more time to find out a bit more of the context, a bit of the background, a bit of the, you know, a bit of the personal side of it, the stories behind it, I think that works as well. And it works for different people at different times, doesn't it? So I think it depends a little bit. I think the one way it does work quite well is if it's, you know, if it's context around the topic stuff. So we talked about like hurdles, struggles, pains, and you talk, you say something to the the interviewee, particularly, like, what hurdles did you personally face and how did you get over them? And then they tell a story about it and it and it highlights those hurdles, those pains, but it puts a story behind them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, again, like, just thinking <clears throat> off the top of my head, you're listening to maybe a podcast about how to learn to drive. And if you're listening to somebody just telling you the facts you know and then yeah, you, yeah. you press the uh, clutch and you engage the <laughs> gear stick but if you're listening to somebody saying you know when i was learning to drive i remember um i really struggled with like the reverse park uh you know yeah, i really yeah, really yeah. so it's coming from the position of experience and, and credibility versus yeah. just you know here are here are how you do this this is the instructions yeah. in a vacuum to yeah, do something yeah, so yeah yeah i think i think people are usually interested in the personal details if 
they relate to the topic. So like you said, you don't ask how many pets you got. <laughs> What's your hamster called? All that kind of stuff, because it's pretty much irrelevant. But if it is something like, oh, so you you were involved in a, a really bad car crash, like when you were 22. Um, tell me a bit about that. Um, because you know that that was the catalyst for them getting into the topic. So that was what, the, that's why they started podcasting, because they wanted to talk about the struggles that they had after that, the recovery, all that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So if it's it, the personal stories behind it, as long as it relates to the topic, I think it's, it's pretty relevant. Yeah. Adds a bit of colour. All right. Let's think about, what about... Right. So in terms of the structure, we're going to go into more like that was kind of more of the the researched, like custom stuff, wasn't it? Like custom to the topic, custom to the person. We'll come on to some some chat. We'll chat a little bit about like unique questions. Like, should you have pre-prepared questions? Should you um, should you use the standard? Like, what's the book that you give most to your friend? That kind of stuff in a minute. Um, What about actually the questions as a whole, though? Do you send questions to people in advance not direct questions because i would find that they might rehearse them a wee bit yeah so no you know i'll I'll have five or six stock questions potentially but i'm not going to follow that religiously it's something to fall back on and it's a loose structure so what i will say is like you know if i was getting you on an interview and you had i'd be saying con we want to talk about podcasting more specifically the rise of maybe apps and podcasting and yeah, stuff like that yeah. so you would know what to expect but yeah. i wouldn't say here are the the five questions i've got written down yeah, so yeah. what about yourself i it depends for me i think um <laughs> and it's kind of from a personal point of view as in when people send me questions in advance i'll often skim through them very quickly but i wouldn't like I, I wouldn't tend to spend a lot of time thinking about them often. So I don't, so I maybe think that I tend to think other people do the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is pos- possible. Yeah. Um, but I, the one thing that I do like to send people in advance is that for every interview, every, if I'm planning a, a big interview with somebody um, that we're going to spend maybe half an hour with, and it isn't like a, so maybe to break this down, I would say I do two different types of interviews. I'll do one type of interview, which is around one particular question anyway. So that's the short interview. That's 10, 15 minutes. I'm on this episode. I'm going to interview Matthew McLean about how to plan an audio drama. That's the question. Um, And so it's quite clear anyway what we're going to talk about. Like you don't really need to rehearse in around that. You know exactly what we're going to be talking about in this show. You know it inside out. So it's going to be fine. And it's going to be quite short and sharp. Uh, with no worries but sometimes you'll do i'll do maybe a a longer interview where it is maybe happy to delve into more of the background more of the story that related to why you started an audio drama um you know what what kind of led you to um to get into that medium what's the benefits of the medium as well as about how to do it and in that case what i'll send in advance is i want to do one good five or ten minute segment within this interview which is um, relatively prepared, relatively scripted almost. Mm. And I'll say, what's your, you know, what's the biggest thing that you can give our listeners around creating an audio drama? Maybe it is something like the the first two or three steps. Maybe it's like how to learn doing your multi-track editing. Maybe it's the writing, maybe it's the story. And I'll say, what are your three or four things you want to talk through on this topic? And then I'll formulate questions based on that. Mm. So it'll actually be backwards almost. It'll be like, what do you want to talk about? What are the what are your top like three tips around this thing? 
and then I'll give prompts. I'll create prompts and I'll tell you what they are. And that means that we can talk for five or 10 minutes about this topic, um, sounding relatively natural, but we'll guide you through it. You won't do a monologue. It'll be a conversation, but it's a prepared one. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does actually. Because um, <clears throat> you're then not handing the initiative to well you are handing the initiative they they yeah, yeah. They, they know what their like top three things are yes so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, of, yeah. it's of benefit to yeah. your audience to get access to totally that. your interviewee tends to know what people find most valuable like they'll know what they teach that people find most valuable so you delving into that you asking them what that thing is and then planning out at least a segment on your show around that i think that makes a lot of sense and then you plan the questions for mm. that you send them to the the interviewee and they know what to expect. They know how you're going to go through that. And then the rest of the show might be more, much more ad-libbed. You're just going to some, ask some sort of topic-related questions, some background-related questions, stuff like that. I think the only other one of them is the... So, uh, like, what... Um, it's Tim Ferriss is kind of the case study of this, isn't it? Like, So if you had a, bill, a billboard, uh, what would you put on it and mm-hmm. why? yeah. Go on, tell me, quick, now. Oh, crikey. <laughs> I'd put that on it. Yeah, oh, oh crikey. crikey, that's just it. Well, that's exactly it. You're putting people in the spot, aren't you? And people don't tend to, you know, people often need to think about that kind of thing. Or when you say, what's your favourite book? Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, <laughs> what is it? Go on, go on. Um, TikTok, TikTok. I, I don't know. <laughs> so I know you read a lot, but still, yeah. and I, it would be the same for me. Like, it's well, what kind of book? Like, how long? Like, mm. what what genre? Fiction, nonfiction, and and all those things go through people's heads. So I think if you want to do those kind of on the spot type questions, you need to send them ahead of time. Yeah, it'd just be a terrible interview of me just going, don't know about the billboard, uh, don't know about uh, the book, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, you probably will just pull something you know that you've recently read that definitely yeah. isn't your favourite. It's just. A, a decent book that you've read. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, before we go on to the kind of more unique pre-prepared questions, um, we'll just quickly talk about the Academy. If you haven't come across our podcast host Academy, what is our Academy, Matthew? It's our membership site Indeed. where we work with people to set up their podcasts and grow them and, and be successful with them. And, and uh, like I mentioned at the start, being really enjoying the, the new feature we're doing the, the podcast yeah health, the health check yeah it's been good fun so like the the members will submit they've got a little form in the academy they'll submit their show and then every couple of weeks we're sitting down and just taking four of them and just playing through them yeah, and, yeah. and chatting about the you know the intros the outros and the middle bits and, yeah um it's been really good and we're, we're getting good feedback as well from the folks yeah. that have yeah. Uh, so you know that hopefully some of the folks that have submitted will submit again and we can then revisit and see yeah, totally. you know if they've implemented any of the Yeah, I'll be really interested in that. So yeah, we've had such a variety of types of shows that people have sent in. So folk that join up to the academy, they yeah, we've got everything, don't we? Like in terms of topics and experience and all that kind of stuff. We've had what was the last one? We had like a, a real estate one, didn't we? We had a um we had a guy talking, was it car sales? Like to, yeah. actually talking to car salesmen, so teaching people how to sell more cars. Yeah, I, um, every every niche. We've yeah. never had the one I mentioned on Pod, Podcraft about the um, the clogs. 
The, oh yeah, yeah. The nice clogs. Not, not had podcast. that yet. Yeah. But um, pretty much everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot, a lot going on there as well in the academy. There's other stuff like we've got a course being put together by Lindsay, who's working with us, oh, uh, yeah. and that's all focused on like your first three months of podcasting. Uh, cool. You know that period where like you've ploughed all your energy into launching, yeah. and then you get to like you're seeing maybe nine downloads a week and yes. you're thinking you know in those first three months this is rubbish and then you give up so yeah that's a course yeah. designed for like navigating that that yeah. difficult first week i while. think that's going to be really valuable for members actually because it's yeah it's so much out there for launching a show isn't it and then you've got it live and suddenly you're like yeah excitement oh, all right okay what next yeah, it's a very lonely time like no yeah. emails no tweets yeah, nothing totally. hardly first, any downloads yeah so. it's that pod fade thing of like seven episodes isn't it they have length of a podcast is seven episodes supposedly so what's that just under two months so yeah if we can get people past three months then that's uh it's much better than Should average be golden then yeah, yeah totally so yes if you would like to get your podcast uh reviewed critiqued get some real specific personal advice on how to make it better then you can join up to the academy and get into the the podcast health check or you can use our lunch courses our new three month first three months course you can get it all over at the forward slash academy Academy. and you can join the academy for only 49 dollars per month uh, or an annual fee which gets you three months free as well thepodcasthost.com forward slash academy we'd love to have you in so back to questions so this is the thing that you know i think people that are searching for our article or find the article are often looking for this they're just looking for off-the-shelf questions mm-hmm. aren't they do you, do you ever use that kind of stuff like any kind of just standard like your favorite book your you know what have you struggled most with as a child like you know that kind of stuff yeah i never never have used anything like that yeah. um have you i do you know the ones that i have used have been things like uh for the so for the uk games fund we did a we did a games um, business podcast recently where we talked to games developers and it was aimed at other games developers and that was all very specific to their the questions for that show were so specific to the companies so I would talk to the companies in advance I would say what do you think you specialize in like what kind of games do you make like what <clears throat> what what area of games is it that you you know you're best at you're most unique at and all the questions pretty much were based around that but at the end I did ask things like um i th- asked two or three around um what do you wish you knew when you started your company mm-hmm. that's kind of a an off-the-shelf one but that worked really well for them actually because they were all three four five years in and we've got some really good answers to that actually um there was what was the best bit of advice you ever got from a mentor in your early days i like that question actually so i think there are such things as off-the-shelf questions like those that do quite work quite well in pretty much any context i think as well when you do when you chuck stuff like this in like I, you know I, on hindsight i was using questions like that back in the day I, I was just thinking you were more meaning you know like the um the really off topic questions like well, what's your favorite word or something like that but yeah yeah if it was relevant questions but ongoing questions so for example i remember again the audio drama production podcast would maybe ask a whole bunch of folk at the same question like what's your um top tip for creating a scary audio drama yeah, and yeah. then when it got to halloween we were able to make a 
compilation. Yeah, episode. that was really good. Yeah, I so remember we just to that. took all those answers to that one question and mm-hmm. put it together. And if you do that, you've got the option to like create um, special milestone. Uh, episodes yeah, so yeah, like yeah. you're a hundredth episode it might be okay here's the ultimate advice for you know launching a company and it's just everyone answering that question yeah so it gives you really good potential for repurposing yeah I think. yeah yeah no i like that i what about the you know you hear some interviewees just asking really weird out of the box questions just to try and get a reaction do you think that works i guess it depends it depends on the interviewer on the interview yeah. i suppose the personality yeah. that shows suppose, yeah. isn't it yeah like, like if you were if if you'd got somebody on who's quite dry and maybe hadn't done a podcast interview and it was on a serious topic and then you just started hitting them with these like weird questions yeah probably would take a bit yeah, of exactly. dive, kind so. of a, <laughs> yeah a little sidestep but if if that was the personality from the very start though it mm-hmm. can work yeah yeah like there was we've got an example in the article around um there was that old school uh tv show from the u.s inside the actor's studio where they used to ask quite um strange questions <laughs> can you see them there matthew what what's your favorite on the list is that the um <laughs> The, yeah again so what's your favorite what turns you on uh, power button that's what you ask a computer uh, what sound or noise do you love what sound or noise do you love colin uh, we, we've got a new um egg maker i say we you bought it we've got an egg boiler in the, the office and uh, we were laughing yesterday because it's quite an innovative wee de- device but the, the alarm that lets you know that your eggs are ready yeah. Not the best. No, so, it's um, just a horrible grating, like buzzing noise. <laughs> so not that. Not that. <laughs> what sound do you love? I have no idea. See, that's the trouble with these questions, isn't it? Like, what sound or noise do you love? What turns you on? Like, uh, what profession other than your own? Well, there's a more normal one. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, yeah, it just like, it just puts people on the spot. I, I think it can. you can get some great answers from stuff like that. But I think it's so hit and miss that is probably not worth it. Do you think it cases. just makes people try a bit too hard to, to be funny or edgy as yeah, well? Yeah. Like again, that'll depend on your your guest, I yeah, suppose. Maybe, maybe. I liked um I used to like because uh, I did now and then listen to Tim Ferris and I liked the question about um what was the last time you changed your mind about something? Oh yeah. that was quite yeah. a good question. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So there's I think there's personality-based ones like that that work well. And we've got a few a few more examples in the article here as well that maybe are worth going through. Some really super specific ones. So like, yeah, totally. When was the last time you changed your mind? When was what, What's one thing that you believe that you think other people, most people disagree with? That type of stuff. Mm. But even that, like that's quite on the spot. Like that would take me a few minutes to think through and pick out something good for that. And again, that's the kind of question I think is worth sending people ahead of time. Because I, I could probably come up with a pretty decent answer to that, but only given a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I'd probably give a bit of a shitty answer if I just had to, you know, if I was on the spot and just had to do it right away. What's the last time you changed your mind? You're like, well, this morning I was going to pull out of the roundabout, but I decided not to. Yeah, I was, I was going to have Cheerios, exciting but I had Pops instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the other examples here are like, 
Um, on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? <laughs> I reckon the more boring the person, the higher they'll go there. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, definitely a ten. For oh, me. I'm a yeah. ten weird. <laughs> but I mean, that's the kind of that's kind of thing that can be quite fun in a slightly irreverent podcast, whereby they'll say, "Oh, maybe a maybe a seven and then you go, "Well, why? Like, what what's the weirdest characteristic you've got? What's the weirdest thing you do? That kind of thing." And and again, not for every show, definitely personality based. Um, but someone's, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, another context-based one, like, what are you not very good at? Like, that could be one that suits a more serious show. Like, so at po- in podcasting, what are you not very good at, Matthew? At all. <laughs> <laughs> um, answering questions, I think. <laughs> Going by this, uh, this episode so far. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. But, I mean, you, could, you can get, I think you could get some good... Um, answers out that like I'd maybe encourage them to tell you what uh, you know well you're not very good at that are you doing anything to try and tackle it or something like that well I've got an answer to that next one if you if you ask me it okay Uh, tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on then that boiling water and pouring it in my cup is enough to clean it <laughs> uh, that's what I do. So yeah, Matthew, Matthew's got a coffee cup here in the in the studio just to give you a wee bit of personal background here, talking a personal background, uh, which has been sitting there for what the four years that I've known you, yeah, uh, and has not been actually properly washed once. <laughs> and I've seen a white cup that you've used in the past that has gone literally um, like dark brown yeah, from. That's why this one's black. <laughs> this one's black to disguise it. But just, I wash it by boiling the kettle and swirling the water around. Yeah, that doesn't work. Well, nobody agrees with me on it. (laughs) All right. So um, I think that pretty much covers it. Anything else you want to cover on interview questions? Can I ask you the last one? Go on then. Room, desk and car, which do you clean first? None. That's the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) My car is a bombsite because the kids are in it all the time with their food. So uh, they just make it. Yeah, I gave up. I gave up on that a long time ago. My cars are now just basically scrapped after I get rid of them because they're unusable by anyone else. Room, desk, (laughs) car or cup. Which do you clean? <laughs> no cup for you. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. I hope that gave you some ideas. Uh, I hope it gave you an idea of how we think about interview questions, how you might think about them. Um, what I want to do actually in the near future is add a list to this article of good interview questions for different contexts. So what I'd like to do is maybe have a few categories like... Um, sort of unique personal questions that you can pick up and just use with people. Unique questions uh, related to learning or, um, you know, or business or marketing or maybe other like sports or or comedy or anything like that. I think it'd be cool to have some question banks on this article. So what I'd like to ask you to do is to send in your top question. So if you can get on Twitter, go to thepodcasthost.com and send me a question. That'd be really good. Um, or if on this one, actually, I think it's probably worth um, getting you to email too. If you have a list of questions, I think there's probably people out there have like their kind of standard question sheets, wouldn't they, Matthew? Um, that'd be cool to see that actually. So email over to info at Matthews Winsing because he's like, I'm going to get emails. <laughs> I don't want more emails, but we want to see them. It's an interesting one. I think this could make for a good resource. Um, send it over to info at thepodcasthost.com. Info at thepodcasthost.com. We'd love to see your question list. But if it's just one or two, stick them on Twitter. It'd be great to see them there. If you have any bigger resources of questions you want to send over that you think might be helpful, fire them in by email. 
Anything else, Matthew, before we close up for the day? I don't believe so. No, I've not been able to answer anything so far, so I don't plan on starting now. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, so just last thing, pop over to thepodcasthost.com slash academy if you want to work with us to launch your show, to grow your show, to monetize your show, uh, or if you want to get that podcast health check we talked about earlier, or the new three-month podcast, um, three month, your first three months in podcasting, even... I can spit it out. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for hosting, Matthew. Thank you. Cheers. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.